Dad? Yeah, what's up? Can we talk? Absolutely. What do you guys want to talk about? Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Dad Talks. Just because you may not have had the greatest dad or you feel like a failure as a dad does not mean that's the end. You can still become a great dad today. You just need someone to lead you. That's what Dad Talks is all about. Just ordinary guys talking about life, relationships, work, and this thing called fatherhood in the pursuit of becoming awesome dads. On this episode of Dad Talks, I interview Reed Gosen. Reed is a friend of mine from good old Corn Bible Academy. As you'll hear in the interview, we did some crazy stuff together in high school. And just like most of you, we question how we're still alive today. Reed is a firefighter at the Norman, Oklahoma Fire Department and is also the owner, boss, foreman, all-around worker of Gosen Homes and Construction. So if you're in the Oklahoma area, go check him out. He is married to Morgan and together they have Maverick and Vera. I asked Reed to come on Dad Docs to catch up on life because it's been almost 11 years since we've talked. Hear how things are going, but more specifically, wanted him to share his story of how him and Morgan have struggled with infertility and just the process of what that looked like, the pain, how they processed through it as a couple individually, but then to share his story of just how God worked to bring them their daughter Vera is is amazing and it is worth the interview. And so we get to that at the end of the interview. Make sure you listen to that because I doubt any of you are going to have a dry eye as he shares that. We also talk about growing up in a Christian bubble and navigating life coming out of that and how our faith has grown as we've processed through that. So enjoy my interview with Reed Gosen on this episode of Dad Talks. I started thinking about because I think the last time I saw you is at your wedding, right? Surely Which is not. insane. There's no way. That's the last time. Because you've, I, I was trying to think of any reason why we would, I would have been in Oklahoma, or why you would have been. Because who's who would have? Because there, because Brian, because I know Brian got married January. Then my wedding was what March, and so I can't. And Carl's was before Brian's, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't remember when yours and then Sean's. Wow. I mean, that's what I was like. That doesn't seem right. Well, then I started thinking, I was like, yeah, because we were buddies in high school. I'm like, it's been 15 years since we graduated, right? 18. Yeah. We're 30. I'm wow. like, oh my gosh. Which that's isn't wild. that old, but it's like 15 years. Jeez. That's a long time. I was like, there's no way, but yeah, because it would have been college. Yeah, because what year did you get married? Um, 2010. Yeah, so it would have been 11 years, 11 going on 12. Oh, man, that seems forever ago. I know. Like camping and blowing crap up. Like when I tell people, like remember when we almost killed Mikey? When we shot mm-hmm. that propane tank and it flew back mm-hmm. and hit him. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, and then even just thinking of Mikey, like what we did to that kid. The first, the first time we ever invited him camping, he was already, he was so excited to be invited to have friends. And he, him and I think Clark were already down there. And he was like Boy Scout and doing, putting like logs in a pile and all kinds of stuff. He's, 
and he, he loved fishing. So he's already out in that little pond fishing. So I'm driving down there and I got my 22 out. God, how stupid. And I started shooting in the water around oh him from like a hundred yards out. I was, I was landing stuff within 10 feet of him and he was freaking out. Obviously, man, I was an idiot, but it was funny. Everyone was laughing. I could have killed oh, Mikey. Oh man. Some of the crap. I mean, like I remember you well, said your dad, your him and his friend, they throw live rounds in the fire. I mean, we threw fireworks, <laughs> but or even like our diesel f- tornadoes on the the pond. I mean, that wasn't dangerous because it was out in the water. But gosh, yeah, I some mean, of the some, stuff, some of the stuff that I did. I don't know. I don't know. I'm terrified that I have a boy. Oh yeah. So uh, mine. I mean, my mine's like not in a bad way, but as an artist. So like he loves, he's actually really good Legos and likes drawing. So I'm like, maybe I'll end up okay that he doesn't oh, go crazy. Every like kind of is too, but you he's know. a show off. He loves the attention. So we'll see yeah. what happens with that. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Nope. That's you. He's, he's mm-hmm. screwed. Yeah. Uh, and he's stubborn like his mama. So yeah, really Morgan, that was recorded. You're welcome. You can use that. She, she you, won't, you kidding me? She won't listen to this. Oh yeah, she will. Oh, honey. Oh, you're amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so you guys, you've been married eleven years now. Yeah, Is that right. Yeah, eleven. It was eleven in August. I mean, I think that was wild. the only time I remember. Wasn't your uh, wedding reception like in her backyard? Uh, the, um, rehearsal dinner was oh, yeah, rehearsal dinner. Cause that's like, yeah. that's like that. And remember then I have to take pictures in that, mm-hmm. you, that massive church. Like I was trying to remember your wedding. Oh. I was like, I hated, I hated my wedding. That was miserable. Oh yeah. Cause I had that douchey, like a chin beard thing. I think was that your wedding? Yeah. That's literally the only thing I remember about it. No, honestly, I don't remember that. I just remember excited to was very excited to uh, have sex afterwards. <laughs> I know that's all you're thinking, and you're sweating like that. Oh, does everybody know what I'm thinking? Like, yes, everyone yeah. knows. Reed wants to get done with this reception and go. Because then, then the awkwardness was. Because did you do like gifts with the family next morning? Um, or even just to see everybody the next morning because they're like. No, you know what you did. We went straight because I was in the middle of the fire academy at that point, and so we didn't even take a honeymoon. We just drove straight to. I was just going to go straight to our little apartment that I had rented for us, and I had I had a buddy that I worked with at the time, and he was like, "No, you can't do that. Get her a nice hotel room, do the whole thing." So I did that, and I had I got like a suite, and I had the uh, even though I couldn't afford it. Uh, I had the staff put like rose petals and stuff like that out and tried to make it at least something nice since yeah. we, we weren't going to do a, uh, a honeymoon until later. We didn't yeah. do a honeymoon for a year, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was, that was a good time. I was performed well. <laughs> and you just think about like how immature and naive when you got like, Jeez, why would anybody be like, "Hey, let's let's get married with this guy"? Like, oh my gosh, man, I was an idiot. I was an idiot. It is weird how much we have both individually changed. Yeah, since then, holy cow! I can't believe we're still married, but whatever. I mean, 
it's just it's more of a necessity we need each other now love is just kind of you know the byproduct that sometimes happens yeah is this what you wanted for your for no your, this is uh, perfect um because <laughs> so you did because did you have to do college like a, get a degree and then the fire academy or are they even connect? Yeah, so, like when did that happen well kind of um it's changed because nobody wants to work anymore so they barely require anything for you to apply to be a firefighter um like they're open you want to you should apply. I, dude, I want you. It would be so awesome if you were my little rookie. Holy cow. <laughs> oh, you'd be thing. yelling at me. I'd be looking down at do, you. They used to, they don't let you do it anymore. Like, like you can't do this anymore. I made air yeah, quotes. quotes. We're not video <laughs> recording this. Um, they used to do this thing called greasing to the new guys. And it was taking a grease gun, holding them down, shoving it in an mm. orifice and pumping them full. Uh, oh my gosh uh, that was the thing and it still happened when i was around but you just had to run so oh, i don't know man. like just uh, yeah. not necessarily having it it's just yeah that there's a mm-hmm. can, you, can you like just slide down the ladder like the cool you know put your feet and hands on the side Actually, just, just I actually did. I mean, we're technically we're only supposed to do it like a bailout off a roof that's collapsing or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I've done it on a few incidents, uh, just on fires and stuff like that, just to do it, just because. But yeah. yeah, it's a lot easier when you're in your bunker gear, like the thick coat and the pants and stuff, because you can you're not hitting the ladder or the rungs. You're just kind of sliding. Oh uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I tried that painting. Uh, like that freaking hurt because you're hitting yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't have coveralls or something on, it would hurt. Like <laughs> these guys do this. Um, why did why did you? I mean, obviously, like the YMCA. This is why you want to be a firefighter. Like why? Because your um, brother's a right. Well, isn't one of your brothers a sheriff or a they're, highway? They're, well, or, both of my younger brothers are highway patrolmen. Uh-huh. So, and. That's uh, was one of the things I always say this. My mom said that I was going to be uh, a cop and my brothers were both going to be firemen. Um, so she was wrong, but, um, and I wanted to be a cop. Like that was my thing. When I was going to college, I did the, you know, the, the law enforcement, um, did the cleat, did all the stuff like the, the, you know, hand to hand combat things that I could, cause it was fun. I loved it. I love the wrestling and all that stuff and the shooting and all that. And, uh, I was doing a little volunteer thing in corn America, hometown <laughs> shout out, uh, population and 500, 550 really? with the nursing home. Yeah. yeah. Nursing home. I don't yeah. know. COVID probably killed a bunch of them. They're probably down to like 450 oh now. Gosh. What? It's, it's what? A, it's in a recession. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Mr. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I can't believe he's, he's still, still, he's still I know. Holy he's still crap. Alive. I know. He's like, yeah. he's got to be like Biden. He's like a droid or something. You know what? You know what's funny about CVA? Like, I wouldn't change anything. Man, I was so sheltered. And you knew how sheltered I was because you came from somewhere else that wasn't to that place that was. And I didn't know I was, but uh, not until college. But anyway, um, I'm trying, uh, hold on. I was like, oh, every time. So my wife and I have moved like nine times since we've been married. You know, buy a house, flip it, sell it, keep it as a rental, whatever. And every time we move, somehow 
Corn Bible Academy finds our address and asks us to give them money. I have no idea. It's not like a forwarded address. They find our address. It's How your mom. They're happen? parents. Parents. I've asked my mom. She doesn't give it to them. Actually, like, hold up. They-, they got me. No, it would just be they forwarded it. So they probably mailed something and it came back and they changed it. Because I've gotten the same. I don't know. I don't know how they get it. I, I don't. Like, Mystery Gear is a private detective in another life or something. I don't know. I've never given them money, probably. I don't think. Jeez. I don't know. I'm terrible. But Seven. anyway, I know. Have you even got like gone to any of the feasts or done any of that stuff? Yeah, I've been to a few German feasts, but it's been a while. Yeah. So, yeah. It, I don't know. I just don't get back there at all yeah hardly and your parents are still back there right yeah they don't have much to do with corn bible anymore at all i mean because we're all graduated yeah so younger brothers and i but uh yeah they're still doing the thing my dad's still singing in the church and all that stuff i haven't been back to corn and b in forever like since i've been married like really yeah maybe Maybe for like some weddings and funerals and things like that, but for just a regular church service, I don't know. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> yeah the 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 sheltered. I mean, yeah, obviously I came in and tried to screw, screw that. I didn't screw up anybody. There's so many terrible kids at CBA, but just the whole shelter thing. Because like now, I'm imagining you hit it sooner, and you're you're in the real world. You know, CBA then do a college, Christian college and then church world, man, then you get out of it and you're like, Oh my gosh, we're obnoxious. Mm-hmm. No wonder. I mean, I'm not saying I all know. Christians are bad or the church is terrible, but so you did. So fire Academy, where, where was that at? So that was in Choctaw. So a little suburb of the Oklahoma cities. Um, uh, it was a little Botech college and you do that with young me. And so I had a good job through college. You know, I was doing the help of my dad on the farm and stuff, but I was also working for the Bureau of Indian Affairs as a wildland firefighter. And I worked and I worked and I worked and I worked and I had, and I actually made good money doing that, but I knew that's not what I was supposed to do. So I was fortunate enough to have a bunch of money saved. And uh, so kind of timeline wise, I had met my wife, we were dating and we were engaged. Um, I applied for this, little fire academy and it's no no promise of getting a job it's just you get all the certifications you need through like the like fema and ifsta and all the different agencies that are you know around that whole organization so you get you you cram it into like four months of this little academy that you go it's a job you have no time to work when you're doing it because it's like uh, I think I would get there like 5.30 in the morning. They tried to set it up like you would doing shift work. And then I wouldn't get home till late. So that was like four months straight. And it was like four grand. Um, and so I didn't have a job paying for rent. My, uh, my wife, Morgan, she was going to school, fishing her senior year. She wasn't working because um, she had a full load trying to, you know, she was applying for PA school and stuff. So. Neither of us were working and I think I had 10 grand saved and it was gone when I got done with that little academy. And mm-hmm. so I'm applying to ever, every, you know, fire department that had openings, not getting anything. And so I started working at O'Reilly's <laughs> selling parts uh, at that point. So 
that was fun. Um, yeah, which I was good at it, but you at least know what you're talking about. Yeah, somewhat. I thought I knew more than I knew, but I ended up. You just need uh, the confidence. That's all I need. Just some guy like, oh yeah, you just put this thing in there, and you know, come on, my. I could, and that's it. That's all it is. Yeah, you got to figure. You can just. I could sell anything to anyone, and so I. I actually did really well, and I've always. It's kind of my thing. If whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to do 100. percent And so, I, in like three months, I was managing that store, and then still not knowing how to do the computer stuff, but, um, and, and or anything. And people were mad at me though. Like, you know, what? How do you how are you doing this? I've been working here for 20 years, and uh, now you're making more than me in three months. And I don't know. Work harder. Like you're, you're and a don't be an idiot. Yeah. Be, yeah. Don't be an idiot. Yeah. Be nice. You treat people terribly. So why do you think that you deserve this? But whatever. Do you think that helped? I mean, in any way, like now, cause you've got fire, you're doing the firefighter and then you're doing your house flipping stuff. 100%. Yeah. Like I will tell people that all the time, everyone should, should try to, work in some service industry at some point in their life. Like I don't care waiting tables or selling a product to someone and then having to, you know, kind of back that product. Um, yeah. Service of any kind. Cause man, there are some, I dealt with some real jerks, you know, mm-hmm. and I was, I sold a lot to like mechanic shops and stuff like that too. You know, the not, not in the front of the store that you see when you go into a parts store, but the, you know, the backside of it, dealing with all the mechanic shops and, and some of those guys are jerks and, uh, you have to keep them happy. And so you bite your tongue and you'd be good, and, you know, because you're representing something. So yes, that grew me a lot. I was, I was miserable there. Not miserable. Uh, but it wasn't what was you wanted. Yeah. It's not what I wanted. Yeah. It's not what I was supposed to be doing. And I'm like, at the time, I'm like, God, why am I here? Like, why did you, why did you move me from a place out in the country that I love to this stupid Oklahoma city area surrounded by people that I don't care about? And, you know, like, well, where am I going to be? All I cared about was like, I'm applying for fire department all over, you know, broken arrow, Tulsa area, North all the way. I think I'm trying to think like Enid or something like that. And then Lawton just everywhere. I'm like, yeah. where am I going to end up? You know, I just want a job. I want to do what I'm supposed to do. But, uh, yeah, so I applied everywhere, I think. And I finally got on Norman. It was almost two years after I graduated from that little uh, fire academy. Um, you know, 10 different, 10 to 15 different departments made it through their whole process, which is terrible every time. Their processes suck. It's not just a, like an interview. Like, okay, we feel like you'd be a good fit. No, it's. You take a uh, written test, you take a physical test, um, and then you do background checks and interviews and more interviews and then a final interview. And it's just, it was that over and over and over again uh, for like two years straight. You really got to want it. But uh, yeah, I finally got into Norman. I was uh, one of 14 out of, I think, 2,000 people that applied. So, yeah, it's not that competitive anymore, but at the mm-hmm. time it was. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, how, <clears throat> how did you, because one, I'm thinking one of your wife, like how did she support you as you did that? Like, how did you not go crazy? How did your marriage or did it just go? She, 
she wiped butts for a while. Um, <laughs> she really did. That's what yeah. she did. Cause she, man, that was a, I, looking back at it, it was a tough time. So, you know, in our mind, our plan was to, we're going to get married. Um, in a couple months, I'm going to finish this fire Academy. I'm going to get an awesome fire job and I'm going to support us on that while she's finishing up her, uh, you know, her bachelor's and then her master's and then she'll get an awesome job and we'll be making so much money and we'll just be happily ever after just squirting out babies in this world, a better place. Squirting um, babies. <laughs> that was the plan. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so we, uh, she supported me, uh, for a while. She was, she was, um, both, you know, she, she went and got a job working like at the children's hospital, which is like wards of the state and people that can't take care of their kids on up to 18 as a uh, medical assistant. So like a little ER tech running around, you know, changing diapers on, you know, 18 year old kids that have been run over by cars and they're handicapped. And yeah, she did that for a while more as a resume pad, but she was, she was always really supportive. I mean, that's kind of the, kind of the thing, you know, what women sometimes see firefighters as it's like, why don't you just be a firefighter? I want you to be a firefighter. So I can be proud of you. (laughs) I want to be a firefighter. So I can be proud of me too. Uh, but no, she was, she was really supportive back when she used to love me. Um, (laughs) just kidding. Uh, yeah, she was, she was great. She was, we were so young and in love. It was great. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, because I, I think, <clears throat> which everybody, you know, newlyweds, you just like, that's the season you're just grinding to try to figure out because yeah. you got married young. You're just like, oh, yeah, we got this. How did you or did you like get out of that mindset of like, hey, we're just trying to survive. Now let's thrive. Is it, you know what I'm saying? Or um, or was it like a year? She, yeah. I mean, so we're both we're both type a personalities. So we clash a lot. Um, we both want what we want. And for the most part, what we want is to be successful and be good parents. So, um, we mostly line up like financially, we're kind of on the same mindset too, as far as what we do and don't spend money on. Um, but man, that first year, Holy cow. I, it was my expectations. Um, of what she was supposed to do for me, uh, <laughs> in all aspects. And I'm not just talking about the stuff that guys think about when they're getting married, um, cooking, cleaning, just, right. That's what you're talking cooking. about. That's what I've, yes. Cooking, yeah, cooking okay, and yeah. cleaning. That's what everyone is wanting. I don't know where, who's, who's going to listen to this. Cause I got to be careful. You're, what gr- I say, nope, what else you're good. I can yeah. put an E on it. This is for men. Yeah. It's funny. I remember, um, I remember having this conversation with, uh, Carlin after the fact um like I, I don't even remember what we talk we used to talk a lot because he used to be my insurance agent and uh but anyway we would talk like for hours and he's like man when I got married I wanted I thought we would have like sex twice a day every day <laughs> and I was like yeah I did too he's like man that's just that's not realistic it's like no yeah. no bud it's not I thought it would be on the like, counter I mean, at, least, the bed. at least for the first you know 10 to 15 years of our marriage you know after kids yeah you know start getting older and in the way it was like maybe we have to sneak around you know maybe you know hide out in the back of the garage make a little tent back there and hide out <laughs> and have sex and bang it out but it's ah. weird that women don't <laughs> don't want sex as much as men do oh uh, man yeah 
Yeah. Expectations. I've tried to tell that to a lot of people, like younger people that I know they're getting married. Yeah. And especially like, you know, me, um, I was technically, technically, uh, I had saved myself for marriage technically, um, when I got married and count my expectations rolling into that wedding night. And then what really happened? Cause yeah. my wife had no clue what she was doing either. Cool. And yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, I this was, hurts. No, no, it's supposed to feel amazing. Is it? Aren't we supposed to like make sweet love and, something and turtle doves okay. going everywhere, and we we cry? And, and, it's, and, and there I was am below average as well, so <laughs> yeah, that wasn't the problem. Yeah, I mean, there was crying, <laughs> but it wasn't of joy. It was, uh, I think you're killing me. Oh, no, no, and that's. It, I mean, you know, I'm on not to make mine depressing, but on the other end, you know, coming out of it, you know being divorced and then trying to figure out getting back into the game, which shoot me in the mm. head. But of, of that metric of like, man, when you're 20, all you're thinking about is I want to get married, especially coming out of our bubble of, you know, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't even kiss the homecoming queen. You lay one on the side and you might get <laughs> shot by her dad, which yeah. Yeah. Whew, that was nerve wracking. But you know, so uh, now it's like, that's not the most important thing. Cause yeah, it, it happens once a year, especially when you have kids or maybe it was just because of how mine, you know, and maybe that's why it ended. Um, but you know, beginning to think about it's, it's more the relationship, like intimacy isn't just me and her in the back of the garage going to town. Like there's, you know, there's so much more. So that's even, yeah, I'm the same with you. You talk to some of these guys, you're like, dude, that's not realistic. Like you got to put in some work. Yeah. It's funny you say that. You just, I got called in for overtime at the fire station today, so I worked a partial shift this morning. And uh, so I, I I was working with a guy that I normally don't work with. I hadn't seen him in a while, so we were catching up. And he was talking about, you know, we catch up on family and all this stuff. How's your wife? How's yours? All that stuff. And somehow we got talking on wives and this stuff. And he's like, just out of the blue, he said, man, I would never, I, I love my wife. I would never, I would never change that. But if I could do it all over again, I might marry just like a fat, sassy, just happy woman that wanted to cook and clean and just be nice all the time instead of, you know, this, this person that was an absolute, you know, smoking bombshell. Up. Yeah. 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 So like, you should find you a fat woman. It, it, I mean, it's like, hey, I've got this, you know, Lambo over here, but all I can do yeah. is kind of just take it around. The park. I can't, I don't get to use it, it for what it is. I don't even get to look at it. You know, yeah, I mean, maybe somebody a little more financially stable. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, there's still, a, I couldn't, especially if like roll it up and like, oh, here's supper because it's been hiding under this roll. That's terrible. Um, I apologize, Lord. No, that I, uh, yeah, I, man, just, he made us this way. It's not, yeah. it's not, it's not our fault. <laughs> it's all good. Um, gosh, now I just thinking about you and ugh. Um. Yeah, I mean, marriage is awfully hard. It is. I shouldn't say it's awful, but but I mean, even because that's another thing. Like I was talking to a friend, I don't think I don't think the church does a very good job of preparing us for it. You know, because it's no. like sex is bad, 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 bad. Okay, now you can do whatever you want with this woman. You know, like say what? Like that's weird. But even then, like because one of the things I'm running into is you know i'm I'm in a men's group now and all these men's studies it's, it's like 
you know, you go to school, go to college, get a job, get married, have kids. Boom. You've accomplished life. I'm like, that's, that's it. Like that's, you're like, there's gotta be more. And so that's like Carl and I've talked a little bit of, even for him of like, how does he continue? How do you continue to grow with, you know, as yourself, but then for your marriage, but like, yeah, just the whole church thing of, I mean, I get man's the leader, but the woman's still a, a human, you know, she has her, I mean, there's two people, two people that I got to figure out how do we work together? Just like you said, she's type A, I'm type A, I want this, she wants this. How do we make it work, but not become her slave or his slave or how? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just, oh, yeah, there's, there's nothing. I, I mean, CBA, there wasn't anything of. Like, hey, you know, conflict resolution, it's uh, Ephesians, which again, it's right. Ephesians is right. But like, what does it mean to lead? I don't even know. It's, it's funny you say that. So I'm, I'm in a D group at church, discipleship group, you know, with several other guys and we haven't been able to meet in a while. But um, when we were meeting regularly, one of the things we would talk about is he grew up in a lot of the same type of same kind of community as corn right and i can't remember what what church he attended really doesn't matter kind of the same thing growing up you didn't talk about it you didn't talk about relationships or anything like that the only thing you saw was what your parents were doing yeah and my parents happened to hide everything never saw them yell at each other growing up ever ever Mm -hmm. i'm not even kidding ever um they never fought um so going into marriage that's what relationships were you don't fight you're just happy when you're married you're happy that's it And, um, I love my parents. They're so, they're such good people, but man, I was so unprepared for what a relationship really is and how much work it actually takes. Yeah. Like so much. I I, I didn't have a clue, but I don't know. That's always, I was yeah talking to someone else about that too. Their parents were the same of like, well, you shouldn't yell in front of your kids. I'm like, yeah, you should. I mean, obviously there's, there's a balance, but I'm like, I think there needs to be some of that of like, Hey, yeah. we're having conflict and it's totally fine. Cause mine were the, you know, mom mm-hmm. except that they would go down somewhere else and be fighting. And we're like, okay, we know you're fighting, but you, you won't even tell us about it. So, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily like it's hidden of either get it out in the open. So we know, Oh, this is why you guys are fighting instead of what well, mom and dad are, you know, pissed at each other, but we don't, we don't know why we just know they hate each other. And, you know, and then, yeah, the intimacy mm-hmm. thing, they never kiss. I don't, I don't even know if I ever saw them kiss. I mean, till maybe like the last year, you know, Gary was alive. Like, how does this work? I'm like, Oh, is it just Gary just wasn't a sexual guy though. You know? No. And I mean, he had, issues god rest his soul but he had i mean even that like you you begin to figure out your parent you're just like geez you guys are freaking messed up yeah you know and like obviously they do the best they can with what they have but yeah you get you get separated from your parents like oh this this isn't healthy like you said you know this isn't healthy that we don't talk about it's just yeah like my and that's and that's a like a heart of one of the major issues that we like my my wife and I still have is what 
what everyone else sees you as from the outside and what you really are, which mm-hmm. was my only focus growing up. It didn't matter. Um, the only thing that mattered is how people saw you. So what, what your, what their perception, like, are you a good person? That's it. That's mm-hmm. all that mattered. Like, don't you, that, and it wasn't intentional on my parents' part at all or anything, but that was just the church. Like corn envy, you are straight laced. You do mm-hmm. your thing. Like that's, you be a good little Christian and you stay in line and, um, you know, you, you do the church thing and that's, and that's what being a Christian is. And that was, that's what I got out of it. So real world, my wife is more open about things in a certain sense. So she's like, you are so fake. You are so fake. And it's not like anything I was doing was bad outside of the public view, Mm -hmm. but like, that's not, don't worry about people. What you see, like, you know, we'll, we'll be arguing or something. I was like, keep your voice down. I'm not yelling. You want to hear me yell? Like we're in public. Oh my gosh. You know? And uh, she's like, I don't care. We don't know these people. I'm like, Oh my goodness. You know? So I just had this perception of what being in a relationship was and what was expected was not to argue, not to be mad at each other and just be happy all the time. Yeah. And so, that's one thing I got from my parents that took me a long time and I still have to get over because mm-hmm. I care too much about what people think, like yeah. think of me based on what they're seeing me as. So I don't know. I don't know what kind of how I went down that road, but yeah. But I, Cause I even have thought of it too. Cause that, I mean the same of like, as long as you look good and you're like freak, I'm, you know, in the background. Um, okay. Whatever. You don't want to look at me anymore. No, I'm, my battery's dying and I can, I was trying to make the brightness go away on my iPad, but oh. uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But like just grace, like understanding great, you know, of that, that's been the biggest thing. I mean, especially going through what I have of like, everybody is seeing everything I'm going through to where that public facade just got wrecked. And you're like, huh. And getting to where, like, yeah, your wife is like, who cares? I don't know you. And I don't care what you're, I mean, obviously not to the point of like, I'll do whatever I want, but if, and not necessarily like, well, only God, you know, only God can judge me, but getting that point of like grace of like, no, I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing what I feel is right, but I can't sit here and sweat what everybody else is doing because then I'm saying God's grace isn't big enough to cover it, but it is. And that's been a big one because yeah, it's like, well, you screwed up, you're going to hell. No, I'm not. I just I screwed up. God's great. It's covered. Well, you know, you said a bad word. You're you're going to hell. Oh no, you're fine. You had a beer. You're going to hell. No, I. It's like there's 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 this thing called grace. Like learning that was like because then I yeah I just think you know, that, that was not, I mean, it was present. I would say in my previous marriage, I don't think as much because it was that of like, Hey, we've got to keep this facade and this perfectionism. But I mean, it definitely is coming out with my kids to where you're like, dude, relax. Like give your kids some grace. They're, you know, eight, six, three, is that how old my kid? Yeah. That's something, you know, somewhere in that age, you know, of just giving people grace in your kids of like, yeah, he screwed up. Jeez, chill, you know, chill a little bit. Because the best is like, you know, you yell at him and you're like, ah, oh, you stupid kid. And then you go do it. And God's just like, huh, funny how that worked out. And you're like, 
Yeah. Dang it. That's probably been like the biggest thing. Cause my, man, my dad is so patient, so patient, like one of the most patient, just, just easy going guys, but he was always really firm too. I mean, mm-hmm. he knew what you could and couldn't get away with, but it just, so in my mind, he was perfect. Yeah. And so I never got a realness of what being married, being a husband, being a father really was. I was just like, this guy is so patient. I appreciate how patient he is with me and how, how loving he is. And that was one thing too. Like to this day, I could probably count on one hand, the times that we've said, I love you to each other. It's just, Mm. you didn't do it. Yeah. It's weird. (laughs) <laughs> and so I've started to now because I tell my kid I love him all the time, you mm-hmm. know, and because that was something that I'm changing, you know. Yeah, you yeah. Can, like kiss your yeah. son. Do you do that? I mean, yeah. Throw him like, yeah. You know, not kind of push him down and stuff. But yeah, yeah. You know, you, you kiss him and then you're like, all right, nut punch, boom. All right, we're made. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, no, I get you. The yeah. Tough, so that tender part. Yeah. So that was always. Yeah. That was just that was just something that that I want to change. Be more real, I guess, too, and I and try not put the pressure that I felt on me that I didn't even know I felt on him. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah, because did you? I mean, do you ever feel? Were you able to talk to Dad, or were you like, "Oh man, like he's so uh, great, he'll be ashamed," or? Or yeah. He I think I guess that was probably some of it, honestly. Yeah. I, when it came to girls or anything like that, I mean, I just that was the thing. Like they never had to talk with me ever. Mm-hmm. Like either my mom or my dad. And uh it's like, oh he'll, he'll find out from his friends or at school. Sure yeah. did. Or watch <laughs> the been nice to know about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. You're trying to get me excited, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pause for a brief intermission <laughs> read needs about 30 seconds that, that long come on um too much credit uh yeah i don't know it's it was just when i say sheltered i mean i just there was so much information that mm-hmm. that i had decided once i hit the real world and it smacked me in the face and how unprepared i was and what it meant to be a christian in the real world mm-hmm or a man in the real world and then a husband in the real world and then a father in the real world. Those were little things that I thought to myself, it's not like I'm going to do better than my parents, my dad did, but I'm just going to do it a little bit different because yeah, I'm a realist and I want my kid like realist. I mean, I see things as they are. This is mm-hmm. a terrible world. Terrible things happen all the time. Yeah. And I'm going to be ready when something bad happens, whether, you know, I'm just going to be ready and I want to have all their information there is available to me so I can face it head on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I want to make sure my kid has that. He's not caught off guard by how evil and terrible this world can be yeah. and how many bad things there are out there. But at the same time, not let that be the driver of my interaction with him. Cause there's, man, there's so much good out there. So much love. Yeah. So much fun. But I don't know. But yeah, I'm be, talking around in circles. But. No, I get it. I'm the same of going. Yeah, how do you expose them? 
to all this stuff. Cause even like for myself of like, yeah, it was a crappy childhood and it shaped us good or bad, you know, getting your kids adversity. How do you help them in a controlled environment of learning to do those things, but not crushing them or going, Oh yeah, well you have to, you know, live a life of Joe, but to experience, no, no, I, I get all that. Um, God, this is going to sound super creepy on there. Is your daughter asleep? Uh, probably not. There's no way. My wife is because what my wife has no sense of time. Like it's yeah. She's like, oh gosh, it's nine thirty. She should have been in bed a long time ago. Like yeah, yep. you think? <laughs> What's her name again? Vera, V E R A. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, oh look, look what I made her. Oh. Was Bira, and then I got her middle name over here too. But did you? Jeez, anyway. what's her middle yeah. name? Amelia. Amelia. That uh-huh. That's what her brother wanted to name her. He wanted to call her Baby Emma. And I'm like, well, we're not going to do that. So you can you can have her middle name, Vera Amelia. Amelia, nice. Nope, it's not V. Is that an E or an A? E quit it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you said Emma. I was like, no, Emma's an E. Okay. Whew. You know, that's Whew. the things too. Like, I, yeah. I never would have thought about that. And then, you know, yeah, you have kids and you go, yeah. oh man, what are they going to get called? Yeah. Can't, can't do that. Yeah. Yep. You're like, so, I mean, do you want to, are you okay to share that story? I know we've talked about it a little bit of just, yeah. Um, and that story is still, you know, ongoing. Um, you know, even as we speak. Uh, you know, we, we talked before we got married, we had always decided, you know, we want, you know, three to four kids of our own and then maybe adopt. Um, we, I mean, it's just something from like, we'd known each other for a month, you know, and we kind of gotten really close really fast because we were, you know, kind of at the back end of college and getting serious about trying to find out, you know, what we're going to be after college and who we're going to be with. So we were not engaged long maybe a year we were married like a year and a half after we knew each other, maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. a year. Um, so we kind of knew in our mind what we wanted and then there was God's plan. So God's plan was, um, you know, we, we struggled a little bit having our first, what she's going to be six here in a month. Um, and, but that happened naturally as it's supposed to. And then pretty much from then on, so the past five, six years, you know, we've been trying for number two, number three and all that stuff. And, you know, we tried our own for a while, saw some specialists, did all the tests that you could do on both of us. There's nothing wrong. Everything, everything we see says you guys should, you know, be popping out babies. So, you know, we keep trying, we do the IUI, we do IVF, we do, we're spending tons of money, you know. Like year to date, we're like at 75,000 that we've spent on trying to have kids and it's Jeez. just, it's absolutely draining. And so, um, I think we've been through IUI. I have no idea. That's like the, you know, they, they try and time it right. Um, as far as introducing the, the egg and the sperm and all that stuff. And then IVF we've done three times. That's the big spender. So they, that's where they make the embryos and the little petri dish and stuff and then uh they control everything at that point so um we've done that three times now uh and then we've actually transferred embryos more times than that and been unsuccessful i honestly i know this is terrible but i don't know how many miscarriages we've had um 
Uh, and I mean, just because I don't know, uh, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know. It's yeah. been a lot. Um, and, and that's a frustrating thing because we don't know why. So through this process, you know, a lot of failures, a lot of heartache, uh, you know, we thought, well, maybe we're supposed to adopt. So prayed about it. And there for the longest time, the only people that ever knew we were having any trouble at all was really only kind of my parents and her parents. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't, cause if you tell somebody like our church, you know, our small group that we're in Sunday school class, if you tell someone that you're having this issue, then you not only have to tell them like, Hey, thanks for praying. It worked. We're pregnant. You also tell them, Hey, we just miscarried triplets. So that mm-hmm. sucks. So we just held off not saying that for a while, but so anyway, we, we looked at all kinds of avenues of adoption after having lots of failures and getting pregnant again for the second time. And we said, well, let's, let's pursue this adoption thing. So we got on a wait list. They told us it was going to be a while. So I'm like, okay, well, we're going to keep trying with IVF. We do another round of that. And it was actually this time last year, like we're pregnant and we were, you know, obviously so excited and we were far enough along that we tell our parents around Christmas time. And, um, I want to say week, week, like, man, I think it was 17, 18 weeks or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, after Christmas, we, she goes in for a checkup. Well, backtrack week 12, we find out we're having triplets and it's really rare for IVF to do that at this type of thing, uh, the way they control it now. And, uh, so we found out we're having triplets and we're like, Oh my gosh. And I was excited. I was like, mm-hmm. bring it on. I don't care. Let's do this. This is yeah. what we've been waiting on. And, um, and then, you know, obviously I think 18 weeks, she goes in for another checkup. There's no heartbeat. Um, and you know, we're just devastated. And so they ask us, do you want to do a DNC now? And, and I was at work. She went in for the checkup on her own. Um, and this is COVID too. I don't think I could have gone anyway. Stupid COVID. Um, yeah. Cause she needed me there. I was pissed. Oh, yeah. Um, so I remember getting that call and then I was like, let's just wait. God is good. I had full faith that it was going to be wrong. We'll check it again in a week, knowing that we are far enough along that those babies should have a heartbeat. And, um, so we go back in, sure enough, confirmed it, no heartbeat. I'm like, okay, well, it looks like they just stopped developing around whatever time. So you should be able to pass them on your own without, you know, surgery or whatever. And so they just send her home, give her some meds to help pass these babies. And um, God, that was terrible. That was an awful night. She's, she's weak. She's in the bathroom. I mean, it's just a mess and she's, you know, about to pass out. I keep taking her blood pressure. I, I gave her an IV, gave her fluids. Um, cause she had lost so much blood. Um, and then, um, so we get through that, whatever. We're both just wrecked emotionally, mostly her physically and emotionally. But, um, we, a couple days, maybe a day or so later, I'm back at work on shift fire department. And, um, 
she calls me and she's crying and I'm like, okay. And she's like, they, they, uh, I just got the call. They, they found her baby. And, um, hold on. (laughs) Um, I'm sitting there and I'm like, immediately get up. Cause I was, I remember I was sitting in the chair, uh, it was kind of after lunchtime at the fire department, you take a nap. So that's what I was doing. Cause it's probably that you're not going to sleep all night long. And so Ansel the phone woke me up and she's like, they found her baby. And I was like, what? And, uh, so I get up and I'm sitting there and, you know, I'm bawling my eyes out trying to figure out how real this is. And so I'm going to my chief and I'm like, Hey, I gotta go. Um, I just got to go. And that was pretty much all I told him. He's like, okay, you could see how serious I was. And uh, so to, we go grab what little stuff we had. We had just moved. Um, everything was a mess. We had baby stuff was nowhere to be found. Just packed in boxes. We grabbed what we could. We go to the hospital and then they put this baby in your arms. And you're like, I mean, at first I'm like, okay, I've got to take care of this thing. You know, mm-hmm. this is, uh, <laughs> I didn't, I had so many things were going through my head and um, it, it's terrible now to say I did not connect with her at first. I was just so raw from everything. Um, in my mind, I knew exactly what had happened and why and God's timing and all that stuff. But um, I don't know. And it was terrifying because my wife, even though she hadn't given birth, she was experiencing postpartum um, from the miscarriage. And, you know, she was still physically drained from that whole thing. And it's like, here's a brand new baby that you're not biologically connected to. And we stayed there for like a night. She stayed there that night in the hospital with that baby. I went home and the house we had moved into, I had completely demoed, just torn to pieces. And we were living in a little section of it. And uh, so I stayed up all night long, putting it back together and setting up a little nursery because when you adopt, you have to have a social worker come in and make sure your house is okay to have a baby. in. So that had to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it was a mess, but it worked out. Everything worked, but that's, uh, man, I'm sure I'm talking a lot more than I should, but I don't know. That, that was the whirlwind of what led us to us having two kids. And we're not done. Like, mm-hmm. um, I hope I can call you in the near future and say, hey, it worked. We are pregnant mm-hmm. because we're trying again. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what God's plan is. I want more kids. I still feel like I should. We both should. We both feel that way. So we'll see. The world needs more of me out there. Whether no, I, I adopt and, and raise them or it's my they, DNA they, around out there, just nurture them to <laughs> do. Yeah, thank. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, that's obviously why I asked just because I knew you guys had been through that. I know a lot of people have gone through that. Um, so thanks for sharing and making, geez, I started tearing up just to watch a dad. Like, and that's, I mean, I can see a dad is struggling through it as, you know, a husband struggling with your wife. Um, and then, yeah, that the emotion of like, holy crap, I have, yeah. I have a kid and ha- like, what? Yeah. Cause you, know, you get, I mean, and, if, and I know there's probably other people and I don't know, I don't know how many viewers you have or listeners you have to listen to this, what your two, hundreds, your two people audience, hundreds thousands. of thousands, My so mom. those hundreds of thousands. 
<laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> sorry, Joy. <laughs> oh Joy. Oh Joy. I'm sorry for all the things I said. I respect you as a person. Um I love you dearly like a second mother. Um I miss that woman. Uh, <laughs> no. I I guess going through that too, like what do you do? You watch broken her Mm -hmm. the one thing that she was put on this earth for like her primary driver she can't do there Mm -hmm. is nothing you can do to make her feel better yeah literally nothing like you can hold her it doesn't matter she doesn't want that she was just broken i mean just broken and uh every time every time there was a disappointment like that related to that like because that's all she wants and still wants is to she was one of those weirdos that loved being pregnant with our first Mm-hmm. you know with Mav and she loved every minute of it and uh she just wants it again so it'll happen I know it'll happen one way or another we're not we're not done we'll have more kids um, I, I mean how uh, other than you just mourn with her I mean how do you how do you incur, how do you get through that or I just don't know. I'm just still sit trying. and just cry I mean, yeah I don't, yeah I don't I mean, feel like there's an she's a she's she is so strong. Yeah, she is strong. And to a fault almost. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot for her to just break down and and just, you know, let me know what's going on with her. Yeah. Usually it's just I'm just gonna stay back, let you be okay. Cause that's mm-hmm. what she needs. That's really yeah. what she needs. Um, you know, and she's got her friends at church that she she's got some good good women that she surrounded herself with that she can lean on to. But as a man, obviously we can't understand what that's like to, you know, miscarry um, Mm -hmm. or not be able to have a baby for whatever reason, for whatever amount of time Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of suffer with it. So I don't know. I just suffer with her and, yeah, don't ask what's wrong with you. That's a bad one. Um, Learn that quick. But, yeah, hopefully you did. But, uh, yeah, no, but, I just. But I think even just like you said, I mean, it, it, a miscarriage or others, you know, maybe a loss of a kid or anything with your wife. Like, yeah, how do you? I mean, there's nothing you can do to how do you? I mean, that's yeah. How do you encourage? How do you care? Um, yeah, I don't know. My wife has told me that she's, she's not, she's, she's not, uh, this sounds terrible. She's not big on giving compliments or positive affirmation Mm -hmm. to me. Anyway, she's great at that with our kids, but not to me. That's just not, not something that she does very often. But when she does, um, like in major events in her life, so loss of a grandparent or the loss the miscarriages um, when she was actually delivering Maverick, our firstborn. Um, she's come back later and said, man, you were awesome. You are so good at that. How do you do that? And I, I am good at that. And that's something, and it's just with experience because mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm, this isn't me bragging or like, I'm, I'm so good at this, but, and I've seen a lot of people dying. A lot of, a lot of people die. I've talked to a lot of family that have just lost a loved one, like in a car wreck or, yeah. you know, grandma dead on the bathroom floor kind of thing, you know, heart attack, grandpa on bed, heart attack, stuff like that. 
And so, I don't know, after you talk to people that are grieving for so long, you get good at it. So it's something I'm good at. I didn't know I was good at, but I can just do it. And I think that's a gift that I was given, but, um, I don't know. I mostly just listen, just let her come to me because yeah. you try and force her to be better. Cause that's, that was my biggest thing. I would say that I wanted to fix it. Yeah. Um, love fixing things and yeah. I would try and fix it, make it worse. I've got to let her come to me in her time because nothing I can do is going to make her feel better. Only yeah. if I'm there when she's ready for me to be there, can, can I make it better? And of course be this awesome stud of a husband when she's mm-hmm. grieving and hurting and shirt off, grab her up in these freaking mm. man, muscly arms, hold her tight. I got you, baby. But I, I mean, I don't, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah. I don't, but I don't think you, your wisdom, I don't even think you caught it. Of just what you just said of like letting her come to me when she's ready. Cause I think a lot of guys are that way of like, Oh, I got to go fix it. I got to go. No, you're just there. I mean, in any relationship of I'm here for you. And like, yeah, I can, I can see how that is be huge, especially in those times of just like, I know Reed is next to me through all of it. And when I need him, he's there, you know, and it's not overbearing or obnoxious, but no, that's wow. Reed Gosen. Sheesh. Look at you. Yeah. Dropping the wisdom. Listen, you know, (laughs) been around. Seen things, but no, just leave it there. Don't try, to, don't ruin it. It was good. Uh, 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 I was going to ask you something, but so how did like other than whiskey? What did you do for you? <laughs> uh, that's that's uh, that that's tough. That is tough. Uh, so I've got some, I've got some good friends that I work with, um, like fire department doing construction stuff like that. Um, and then at church, a lot of good guys at church, especially where we're at now that I surround myself with that I can, I can honestly, I can talk to about anything struggles, you know, um, things that I shouldn't be doing that I need help not doing accountability wise, stuff like that. Um, but I, th- I mean, I think I was talking about this earlier when we were struggling, we just didn't tell anybody because we didn't have to want to tell anybody the bad news. So no. we internalized it for a long time. And I'm talking, you know, I'm talking years, years. And, you know, I wanted to be tough. So, you know, I would tell my parents like, yep, I want to give you another grandbaby, but it just ain't happening. We don't know why. So mm-hmm. sorry. I mean, mm-hmm. and that was the extent of the conversations. And of course, my sweet mother, okay, if you need anything, we are praying, whatever you need, we're praying for you. She calls me, texts me, how you doing? We're praying for you. My mm-hmm. dad, how's things going? You know, and they checked in all the time. I'm like, I'm fine. You know, it's, you know, it is what it is. We're good. Mm-hmm. We were not good. I was not good. Still not good over all this, but yeah. I'm better now. Um, but yeah, I've got some good friends that I talk to. I think that's, that's it too, because the last thing my wife wants to hear is how this is affecting me. And that's not nothing selfish on her end, but I know we're both going through it, but she's really going through it, mm-hmm. you know, cause as a mother, her, her main focus in life as a mother, when she's not able to fulfill that, man, that's hard. I can't imagine. Um, I mean, I can kind of, uh, 
if I couldn't fulfill my fatherly role for whatever reason, how that I would feel. So it's not, it's not really her place to console me in this whole mess, which it sucks. It hurts. I want my six year old to have a, a, I wanted him to have a brother that was within a year of him so bad. Mm-hmm. They could run around and terrorize things together. Um, but I don't know. It took a while to open up to people. But once mm-hmm. I opened up to people, um, especially that's one thing I will say. So anybody that's listening to this, if you see a couple that's been married and um, they've been married for, let's say a month and you're like, why don't they have a kid yet? So you go up to that person and you say mm-hmm. to, to the husband, to the wife, say, well, you guys going to have a baby. Don't you think it's about time to start popping out kiddos? You know how many people I almost killed when they said mm-hmm. that to me? Mm-hmm. You don't understand what people are going through. And the whole thing of going through this, we found so many people that are struggling with this, that have had miscarriages or suffered from infertility. And man, not, not so much for the man, but for the woman. I can tell you that question hurts. Mm-hmm. That hurts bad and it cuts deep. And we always encountered it in the church. Oh man, I almost I almost just messed up some fellas over that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, so I think once I opened up to people talking at, you know, at work, good Christian guys that I work with or, you know, through church. And I finally, you know, people would ask me that question that made me so angry. And I just tell them, oh, we've had like four or five miscarriages now. We've been trying to have a second for a while. They don't ask you again if you say yeah. that. So, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, it sucks. My wife, you know, she's probably bleeding right now over another <laughs> miscarriage. But, you know, what else do you want to know about my personal life? You jerk, you insensitive yeah. son of a gun, you. Yeah, no. And I mean, I, I, can't, I can't even begin to relate to the you know, infertility stuff, but you know, as far as like divorce where you're saying, you know, people like, how, you know, what's this and getting to the point like, so I'm divorced and this happened. Oh, okay. And they just leave. You're like, Oh, you know what? I'm just going to lead with that. Cause it's way easier. And so these awkward conversations, like, Hey, here's what it is. You asked how I was doing. There's a truth. Did you want me to say good? Cause I'm not. Oh, yeah. and then, yeah, they don't know what to do. They're like, Oh, I, uh, I'm like, yeah, nope, it's fine. I know you didn't really care to ask for me, but yeah. anyways, that's my bitter pity party. Get over it. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. that's that. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely one thing. Yeah, but I mean, but I and it's all it, you know. For the most part, it is from good intentions because people are curious, I but know. not not until you've experienced where you go. Oh my gosh, that question is awful. Like. Yeah, you know, know. or you have, you know, three kids with you and someone goes, oh, well, where's your wife? Yeah. Not until, (sighs) you know, not until you've walked it, you go, oh, yeah, I probably shouldn't wrapping it up here because it's it's too heavy. I can't take much more of that. So then, so many more things I want to say. Well, I'll bring you on for part two. We'll bring you back. I mean, Uh, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. But I'm, I would do it. I, I may just it. zoom you just to fun. talk to you. I actually need well, to bother you. You're flipping the houses. I need to figure that out and make some real money. Paintings. Right now, I'm freaking sitting on a house that I can't sell because someone was murdered in it. And we've been sitting on for a year. I can't do anything that that one sells. That's a whole nother story. That sucks. If you want to buy a house in Norman, Oklahoma, um, 
Gosin. This is my plug. Don't people plug when they do these things? What, what's yeah. it? Gosin and Go, what? Look it up. It's on. It's Gosin Homes and Construction. Homes and Construction. Look it up on <laughs> yeah. Look it up on Facebook. Find you a nice house. I put a lot of love and and sweat. Is that into is it. that and that's so, that the, you're right. You posted pictures. That's the brick. Is that that brick one? Uh yeah, probably Hand brick. Probably, actually, or, I could probably look it up. I know you posted. Uh, I'm just like, what a. I hate this guy. Seven one seven one seven Trisha Lane. Look it up. Dude, you, you got some talent, right my friend. That well, I didn't know I had it. I've, I've, uh, let me see if it's on there. Yeah, it's on there. Last pictures of it is when the hail hit it last. But oh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, I was yeah, looking at those. Um, yeah, so we'll wrap up with some easier questions. Well, the first few are easier, and then I'm gonna make you piss at me, and I'll see what your answers are. So, uh, rapid fire. First one. What's your favorite movie? Um, so I actually wrote this down because I want to be prepared, but, uh, Maybe. saving private Ryan or band Ooh. of brothers, the series. I love those two. Like I'm a big, I'm a, I'm an alpha male. So I relate with alpha males. Yeah. You know? Dude, uh, um, uh, yeah. What's the other one? The thin Back red line or men. Yeah. That, I, you know, it's, it's good. It is, but yeah. I don't know. I, that's, that's not the one. Is that the two snipers? What's the one no. with the two snipers? Um, um, dude, this is like the worst thing. Like we play this game with other people. I don't, I can't recall this yeah, stuff. I've I had too many concussions. Dude, I remember like my mind, my mind is scrambled football from, uh, what and game was that? You were Batman. It was awesome. It was Ryan, yeah. Ryan, Oklahoma. I guess the Ryan Cowboys. Gosh, we I went to, you know, I went to college with the quarterback that played for Ryan. We ended up being really good friends. Uh, uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you're loopy. Short little story. Oh um, man, I was messed up. Like it has affected me a lot. Concussions have affected me a lot, a lot, a lot. I can't learn anything anymore. I'm so dumb. I can't. I can't. Re- my recall is terrible. It's bad. I'm just. <laughs> it's kinda, it's my finger. Uh, through life. Um. All right. So hobby that brings you life. Um. Man, I just love doing things men? with my boy. Oh. Yeah, men, men <laughs> is my hobby. Uh, I just love doing things with my my little little man, teaching him everything, watching him soak stuff up. But uh, hunting and building things, man, I love. Like, I actually like building like tables and things like that, doing stuff like that. Honestly, trying to get on it's all about getting laid, you know, building things for my wife, <laughs> making That's that the sign. Yeah, you're. Yeah daughter's yeah. name whatever she working. sees on pinterest and uh, yep i got you baby mm. i can do that why, why would you pay for that you got a man right here you want to trade yeah. check out check out these calloused hands what they can do oh <laughs> let me rub them down uh, your body ah, uh, ah. don't touch me i don't want you um, uh, what what song are you jamming to um so um it better uh, not Maverick be fancy, City. like well no Maverick City worship. Like I don't like a lot of their stuff. Well, I kind of do, but um Rest on Us. Man, I love that song. That's that... gotten me through a lot. That's one thing I do, you know, with my kid, you know, when I'm driving around with him and stuff. Yeah. Uh, like I don't want to shelter him, but I make sure not to listen to bad music. Because yeah. well, I realized as he starts absorbing stuff a lot of the stuff that I listened to was not good for a three, four, five, six year old. Yeah. So, um, when I'm with him, 
I try and be mindful of that. But, and it, honestly, when I tried to do that, that's really all I want to listen to now. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm doing construction with the guys, you know, we'll listen to country or other stuff too. A lot of times, but, yeah. or, you know, classic rock, whatever, but you know, on my own talk radio or, um, you know, Caleb, <laughs> Caleb's my jam. Stop <laughs> positive and encouraging. Oh gosh. Uh, but no, nah, yeah, I got my, my trusty casting crowns, Pandora radio station too. That's, uh, that's my go-to. Nice. Yeah. But, uh, what's okay. Fill in the blank. A dad is, um, a provider hundred percent. That's, that's how I value myself Yeah, as providing. And I think that can mean anything and I think it should mean anything. So not just you know, bringing home a paycheck to put a little money in the bank account before it swiftly goes back out again to pay the bills. Um, but being, uh, a godly manly example, um, to both, you know, my son of what that should look like. And now also to my daughter of what she should be looking for in a man. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, so by provider, that's what I mean that person that provides everything that your kids need to be successful, not giving them things, but giving them an example of what it is and making sure they have access to learn what that is. Dude, that's the worst with the daughters of like, Oh, you're going to marry someone like me. Oh, that's terrifying. Uh, Like, or you're, you know, or I'm the standard and you're just like freak. Like I, (sighs) you know, and you don't, you don't want to be the weird, like no one's as good as my daddy, but you want some of that of like, I want, I want yeah. to be able to set it so high of like, buddy, you better have it figured out. Cause this, this is what I've, this is what I got. This is the first man to love me. Yeah. That's like, shit. Yeah. I know. Like, no, you're just going to love being a girl, dad. I love that girl. Oh, until she breaks your heart. Oh, that's what my yeah. oldest doesn't quite want. She won't. She doesn't want to snuggle anymore. So I saw Juliet, like will still wake up and immediately to dad and snuck. I'm like, God, this is. This is my jam. I could do it all day. Yeah. And this, and you never like, then you're like dresses. I freaking, yeah, let's put some dresses on. Let's do some ponytails. Let's do this girl stuff. You're like, I love this. Mm-hmm. Cause you're like, okay, let's go wrestle. Like, no, I just want, let's just, I'm, yeah, yeah, I want to talk about my feelings. Let's, let's do some girl stuff. It's great. But then, oh, yeah, and they get, I can't wait for that. And you're like, I'll drop you. Just, mm. Um, my daughter, my daughter won't be that way. No, she'll she's be always going to love me. She'll be great. I mean, cause I mean, I got two extremes. I got Genevieve who is me. So, I mean, you know, what, oh, that's what, terrible. what, let's, let's, let's challenge everything. And then Juliet is the third kid of like, Juliet, pick this up. No, you pick it up. Oh, but just, you know, party time. So anyways, all right. Uh, you, you hit, you hit some of these a little bit, but you, you screwed up. You blew it as a dad. How do you respond? Uh, I am sorry. I mean, I'm not perfect. And I, and that's like you said, I talked about some of this earlier, never really experienced my parents messing up my dad, Mm -hmm. especially because it's not like he hit it, but he worked really hard to be a good example. And in doing that, he just, I think they hid the realness of what a relationship of what messing up is. So 
um, in me trying to be more real with my parents or my parents, my kids as a parent. Um, man, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm not perfect. Let me, you know, talk to my son. This is, I messed up. Let me do better. Um, Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have got so mad at you. Um, I shouldn't have, you know, punched your mother in the mouth for, you know, (laughs) smarting off to me. But she didn't. Let's just clarify that. Uh, I don't beat my wife. She beats me. Let's be honest. Um, (laughs) With a belt. Which that's Uh, not getting beat, but apologizing to your kid is the most humbling thing ever. I mean, to go small and go, crap. Yep. Yeah. Screwed up. But I think it's like, I think it's good. Yeah. No. And I think it, I think it, I think it'll get more humbling as he gets older because now mm-hmm. he's still he's still young enough that I mean, I think as he gets older, that's going to be harder to do because yeah. boy, he's smart, he's independent too, um, and and that's what's crazy because I I know who that kid is, I know which parts of me he mm-hmm. is and which parts of my wife he is. This baby girl that I've adopted, I have no idea who she is. Yeah, I'm starting to see it, and mm-hmm. I love it. It's fun to see, but that's going to be a whole other thing to tackle too. But that people that have adopted that that can relate to that, but I'm excited. It's fun. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited because I've got like, some friends that all their kids are adopted, and you can see the characteristics that they didn't have, but then you can see what mom and dad have nurtured into them. And yeah, they've yeah. talked. They're like, it's crazy. They're like that's not my biological kid, but that is, and he's acting just like. And yeah, they're like, this blows my mind. And Maybe so yeah, that'll her. be fun to see what she does she needs to stop spending so much time with my wife then she's gonna get mean fast joke that was a joke but um oh morgan i really i hope you don't listen your listeners will love me they'll want me back for a part two because i'm so Uh, entertaining you you, so last two because i can't take anymore because you hit a little bit what brings you pride as a dad um i I think the most, the most pride that I have single moment that I can remember is the first time that my boy said, I love you without me telling it to him first, Mm. man, that was awesome. So the second time, um, and it was recently, I always try and, you know, poke and prod at my boy, like, Hey, how do you feel about this whole salvation thing about Mm -hmm. how, um, Jesus is, you know, the savior and he has died on the cross for your sins. If you believe on him, you know, and put your faith and trust in him, you'll, you know, go to heaven, all that good stuff. And, uh, then one time unprompted, you know, I had these conversations, you know, here and there unprompted, he comes to me and he's like, Hey, you know, um, dad, when, uh, I don't think I'm ready yet, but when I am ready, um, you know, I, I want to be a Christian like you because I see it, you know, I see what it means and I, I want to be a Christian like you. And I'm like, Oh yes, that's, that makes me feel so good, wow. buddy. You have no idea. And that's exactly what I said to him, Yeah, you know, and I am not perfect. I'm terrible. Um, I still struggle with a lot of things, um, you know, but just for him to pick up on that from me and the way I, you know, the way I, show myself to him man that made me feel good mm-hmm. it's worth it a selfish thing to say but yeah <laughs> no man that's, that's, that's all i care about brag so, on yourself yeah. yeah so 
that made me happy. That made me really proud. Yeah. Big buddy. Just, you know, and that's, and that's another thing I always try and just be open. Um, yeah, whatever you want to talk about anything, you can always mm-hmm. come to me. You'll, I'll never stop loving you. So yeah. just tell me, tell me anything. And that's how it's, so when he comes to me and tells me stuff like that on his own without any prompting, man, that feels good. That's awesome. Um, last, last one. So what story do you want your kids to tell their kids about you? <laughs> um, I, man, I, if, if my kids say that, just say that I was dependable and I could, if they say, cause I, I, I could count on my dad for anything. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that. Like he, I mean, I could, I knew he was always going to be there. I knew he was always going to be loving my mom. I knew that he was always praying for me. So I took that and that's what I want to do for my kids. So they can come to me with anything. I've always got them no matter what, even when they mess up, um, I'm always praying for them. So if they take that and they tell their kids that, you know, let's that, your grandpa, man, he was a rock. Mm-hmm. I could always count on him. If they take that, and I'm not, it's not one specific story, but if they take that and they can say that to their kids and, and that's what they want to be, you know, for their kids as well. That's it. I've done what I needed to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. That's, yeah. That's good. But they can, dad was always there. That's huge. I mean, that's huge. The confidence that they'll have of just to, being able to go do anything going, it's fine. I can do whatever. Cause I know dad's got me. I bet. Yeah. That'd be, that's awesome, man. <laughs> you know, maybe we should do this again, you know, next time, but not in 11 years. Cause I, I still don't believe you. Surely we've seen each other since. No, then. man, I haven't. It's been, it's been that long. Why don't you go ahead and tell your viewers how you were supposed to come over to my house and then you didn't bring all your your babies. Yeah, man. I yeah, I appreciate you talking to me. I just like I said, I enjoyed calling up friends or people I knew once before um that I just abandoned and don't go see again. But just to hear, and like I said, just the stuff that you're going through, just encouraging other dads and um is good stuff. So yeah, I appreciate you doing this with me absolutely no this is fun i needed i needed to do this get these things out (laughs) so much bottled up i needed to talk about broken uh no this is good i am i am i'm a broken person we all are um Uh, that concludes it hey thanks for listening to this episode of dad talks if you enjoyed today's episode please take a moment leave a review and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any episodes